Welcome, everyone, to the Avengers Podcast, where we talk Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and more. I'm your host, Peyton, and with me is my co-host, Torin, and we have a guest today. And our guest is Will. How's it going? It's definitely going. It's going amazing now that I'm here with you guys, finally, on this awesome podcast. We're glad to have you, man. Glad Very glad. You. Very glad. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Will. I'm the Star-Lord's biggest fan um and that's all you need to know yeah so this week we have a great show for everyone this week we're going to be talking about mcu fatigue and sort of the fandom you know surrounding that uh so that'll be really interesting but first we of course have the news of the week uh you know not a ton of news but we still got some exciting news uh and if you want to jump around like always there's going to be time codes in the show notes or the description so just look down there if you want to jump around so let's get started with some star wars news this is according to bloomberg uh the star wars knights of the old republic remake has been indefinitely delayed developer asper abruptly fired the two directors this month and told staff that the project is on pause as it tries to figure out what comes next so that is disappointing hurts me it really does for me that that hurts me because it's already one of those projects that's like for investment wise it's kind of weird and risky because it's only really known by a niche group or like hardcore fans and so like funding a huge remake of such a big game it's already like i don't think it's going to come out like at this point i would be surprised if it come if we get you know a trailer in five years seriously yeah, if it does come out, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be a while. Yeah, um, I I I was excited, but I kind of figured it's it looked like it was in development hell. It seemed that way. It also seems like the uh, the the two directors that were fired, uh, I guess you know, showed the higher ups what they had been working on and where they were at, and I guess you know they weren't happy with it, so they fired him, which sounds pretty abrupt. Uh, but yeah, it, it's also possible that, cause I believe two studios were working on this, so maybe they'll give it to the, to, uh, maybe more of the support studio and they'll take it over so they don't lose as much time. But regardless, I, if it, if it does come out sooner than later, I don't see the product being as good as it could have been. Unfortunately, I, I will say that that is one of those games that was so huge for the time when it came out that remaking it and making use of the technology we have today i think i think um money wise that's going to be super expensive to invest in and i think you need a large and competent team to put that together and i think you know i don't know just like from the way it seems with the two studios coordinating together i i'm it feels like kind of a difficult would be like one of the more difficult bigger projects to coordinate upon you know yeah, and it's a remake, not a remaster. Yeah. So the, the gameplay was probably going to be completely different. Like, uh, I mean, obviously we don't know where they were going with it because we didn't have much information other than the fact that they were making it. So that, yeah, disappointing because everyone was really looking forward to that. But yeah, that is the Star Wars news. Moving on to some DC news, some pretty exciting DC news. Uh, Alan Horn, the old chairman of Disney that helped, you know, like turn Disney around during the uh, early 2010s, uh, he has joined Warner Brothers Discovery as a senior advisor. This is fantastic news for DC <laughs> because uh, he was he was a lot of reason that, you know, you know, a lot of the reason that the MCU 
even exists. You know, Kevin Feige is obviously the, you know, the spearhead of that, but Alan Horn, you know, uh, for a lot of, (laughs) for a lot of that as well, he's a lot of the reason why that's a thing. So the fact that he's a senior advisor over at Warner Brothers Discovery, you know, DC, they like, they clearly don't know what they're doing. So I feel like Alan Horn is going to, you know, at least get it on track. It's not like he's going to be a Kevin Feige figure, uh, but maybe he'll, you know, as an advisor, be like, hey, you should probably get a Kevin Feige figure. But either way, this is this is great news for DC. This is where I come in because I'd be that Kevin Feige figure. So we yeah. can all be that Kevin Feige figure. Yeah, no, no, dude, you, just <laughs> you, you need to be kept in check. <laughs> I I was gonna say uh, Alan Horn was also already at Warner Bros. I don't know. He he was um he was actually involved um when like the dark knight rise with the dark knight trilogy yes he was uh, came out and and that and some of the best of warner brothers was under him so it's it's great because i mean dc needs a win after um i mean showing two movies that are while relatively exciting i mean that's comic-con they failed comic-con they really did in my opinion at least yeah like what dc has is they they have everything scattered around and they have like, you know, the DCEU stuff, which some is whatever and some is exciting like Shazam. But like and then you have like the really good stuff like the Batman and it's like, that's cool. That's great. In fact, but you got to have some, co- you know, some cohesion and you can't just be you get you got to try your best to at least make everything a hit, you know, I mean, when sure. you have when you have resources available, like um Henry Cavill, and you're not utilizing him to play the best superhero of all time, all time, and and he's the he's our he's the best cast we have right now. Besides Tyler's doing an amazing job in Superman and Lois, which is probably the best DC thing on TV. There's definitely an issue when um, Deadline, who only reports pretty verifiable stuff, is like, "Hey, uh, Henry Cavill might be." at comic-con and the buzz is henry cavill and he's not there and that's what people are talking about they're not talking about black adam they're not talking about shazam they're talking about the lack of superman which is crazy and it's it's a it's a multifaceted issue because deadline reports it and now fans have this expectation and they get mad at warner brothers (laughs) for not having a thing that they promised in the first place and it's like their their panel was bound to be a dud kind of regardless because again they didn't really have anything to show but it's kind of harsh that fans are like screw Warner Brothers for not having Superman there when they're that was never really promised but also something interesting that happened is uh the weekly planet podcast had an exclusive before or not before but they uh they had they their source essentially said hey Henry Cavill was actually supposed to show up, but he couldn't because he got COVID. And like two days later, like three days later, it was reported that Henry Cavill had COVID. (laughs) So it's like, there's like a little, like maybe he was supposed to be there and just couldn't make it. So, well, I know, I know that there was, um, I know that before the COVID news broke out, I know that he was already, he was just busy filming Witcher. Yeah. I remember, I remember he already had an excuse to not show up. And I, and I was kind of, I wasn't expecting him to show up either, but it's just like, 
I think it is fair to get upset at Warner Brothers based on an expectation for something that wasn't promised. But I but I think it's pretty fair to yeah. be disappointed in the fact that, wow, like, dude, you you have a character like Superman, like, and you're not you're not using him. Well, even um, outside of Superman, they have so many characters at their disposal and so many things that they're working on. You could have like, even though like it just finished filming, you could have at least given like an official still of B- B- Blue Beetle. You could have given yeah. us maybe like a, a little sizzle reel or maybe even some behind the scenes footage of Batgirl. Like th- there were other things that they could have shown and decided not to. So it's not like so I'm not saying like. You, you know they can't get mad because Superman's not there, but you know specifically for like deadlines report, um, but like maybe like confirm like the Batman two is being worked on or or, or like confirm the Joker mm-hmm. two thing or that or that you got Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn something man <laughs> something yeah and it makes it even worse that they didn't even confirm about DC fandom which like I mean I don't think it's gonna ha- of course it's not gonna happen because like if it was confirmed it would have been confirmed months ago and like they usually have it around october and that's already coming up so yeah like there's so much they could have shown like what both y'all said but i don't know what they're doing so last year like fandom was kind of like meh and i and i kind of i kind of it was my understanding for a while that they pretty much weren't gonna do another fandom which which is which sucks but uh, like if you don't have fandom with like what Peyton was saying with with projects like Blue Beetle and Batgirl and yeah like dude saying the Batman 2 or Joker 2 you know is happening is as easy as putting together um a snappy little title card and saying it's coming and that's literally that will be that would have been the Batman 2 or Joker two that those would have been one of the, some of the biggest announcements at Comic Con period. Exactly, like like at the Marvel panel, they uh, announced some of the stuff that was going to be in Phase Five that we already knew about. But them just showing Echoes coming and it's still like yeah, <laughs> like still just getting that confirmation and like stuff that was already reported on that we're getting like you, you, like uh, like Captain America four like we knew that was happening. But, you know, getting that confirmation, getting that title is still something and still exciting that DC easily, easily could have done and just decided not to for really no reason. Yeah, it, it, for me, it's like when it is something that's that it is pretty, it has to be. I mean, like, look, I don't I don't imagine there could be many legal issues because there were reports that the Batman 2 was greenlit so long ago at this point uh feels like forever ago and i and i just like it's as easy as just them doing it so it's like i don't i don't what incentive would they have to i mean may, maybe they really just have a lot of faith in black adam and it's great that they're gassing it up so much uh because it's been in the work since like 2007 and has been in dev hell for you know since 2007 yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's like um, and and at least also The Rock is like a really good advocate for a lot of the things that fans want. Yeah, he's clearly to. very passionate, which is always great. Yeah. But you, this this conversation ties into the next DC uh, piece of news. Uh, you know, the DC panel being a dud, and the fact that Superman not being there got more attention. Just just the past you know couple days or whatever, the thing that got 
even more attention than and and more buzz and more whatever than the DC's panel. Ben Affleck is set to appear as Batman in Aquaman two. That why say that (laughs) the imagine the reaction that would have got at that panel. But like okay, so he is replacing uh, Michael Keaton in Aquaman now that Aquaman is coming out before the Flash because. Ezra Miller. <laughs> so, yeah, Ben Affleck is is appearing as Batman now. Like what? Like what are you thinking, DC? <laughs> like the amount of attention that would have gotten at your panel would have been f- in- incredible. Like people would have almost damn near forgot about Superman if you said that shit. <laughs> <laughs> For real. It's like it's like, "Oh, no, Henry Cavill Batman." Like, if I was WB, I'd be like, "Oh, like like assume Henry what was going to show up." It's like, "Oh shit." We don't have Henry anymore. Uh, we'll just we'll just tell him Batman's happening. We'll just tell him ben, Ben's back. It's dude. It's just so funny that that we found out in a picture and everyone is like drooling and like throwing their computers across the room and like like screaming it in the streets. And it's you know for good reason. It's just like the fact that Warner Brothers isn't capitalizing on this clear passion that people have for um these things that that they want i it's just it's like it's like a rejecting money it's like it's insane to me they're, they're really fumbling like bags like so badly and that's why it's so exciting that alan horn is on board again seriously yeah yeah i i was already like super on board with the merger i was super on board Same. with um uh what's his name alan zaslak what's his name Saslav. Um, I think Soslov, yeah, 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 yeah. Not Alan. Oh my gosh, Alan Horn's so many, but Soslov, yeah. He I know he was saying things like amazing things, like, oh yeah, we plan to fully utilize characters uh that have been in his words left to languish. Like uh, Superman. Like Superman, yeah. And it's like it's like, dude, that's awesome. And I and I understand a lot of it right now is just there's so much stress in like um purging the old, um, putting in the new and like reorganizing the structure still um because it's such a fresh merger but um i would imagine once everything kind of falls into place dc will be hopefully good but that comic-con was definitely confusing absolutely dc i mean they should have been at marvel's level years ago <laughs> um they could be over they could be better absolutely and they need to be at that level because Marvel needs competition. I'm loving what they're doing right now, but they need competition. Everyone needs competition just to, you know, push themselves to do better. And with DC just fumbling at all times, <laughs> uh, they're just, they, they, they have no reason to feel threatened. Yeah. I, and I mean, and, and I know we're going to get into it later, but yeah, no, you know, I'll save, I'll save those thoughts for the, the topic when it comes up i think when we talk about it yeah Tori, you have anything else to add no i just want them to be better <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean because like i mean because like i mean it's it's like it's one of those things where it's like yeah like like you said you know like marvel has like no reason to try and it's like you know they're pushing all these projects and stuff like that but it's also just it sucks for the fans who like who genuinely enjoy both and like I just remember, like, you know, being, like, 
you know, younger when the DCEU is like, you know, just being made. And it's like, wow, you know, like now we can have both Marvel movies and DC movies, like something that just we've been wanting to have for so long. And like to see the DCEU, you know, decline, it just, it's just sad because like, like he's like, we, you know, like what both of y'all said, there's just characters out there that just haven't been like uh, utilized such as um, Batman and Superman and like, there's so many other potential for characters that could have been on screen, like, you know, such as like Green Lantern, who was supposed to be Zack Snyder Justice League, but got replaced by Martian Manhunter, which I mean, all of Martian Manhunter, but it's still one of those things that are like, you know, we could have gotten so much more, but we just haven't yet because, you know, of just pure uh, incompetency. It's, it's it's really crazy. It's just like, dude, and, and this is going to be a, a hot take. Um, I, I, Batman v Superman, the ultimate edition, is in my top five comic book movies of all time. I think it's a masterpiece. I think I think literally the DCEU, um, up until like like around that point, and then after, it's just been kind of a decline. They've of course had hits. You know, they've also had they, they've had hits that are like successful story wise and box office wise, and they've had ones that are only successful in the box office, and then they've had ones that are hated by everyone you know it's just like it's like i feel like imagine the hype for like can you just imagine if they if they just let i and i'm not and and I, there's a lot of problems with this side of the fandom and i don't want to like it you know too um snyder culty or anything like that but i love zach i love zach and his vision if they just let him um do that and then also because there's nothing stopping them uh, Zach even said that like they could just do their own versions of these characters or just do whatever they wanted with they have they have characters like a uh, booster gold um you know exactly. like exactly I love booster gold man like they could do so much they could do so much and and they're like oh uh, no don't do John Stewart because we're doing a Hal Jordan show it's like what are you talking about where the hell is that where is it I'd like to know where your Green Lantern show is and, and it's like yeah there's no like reason not to do both because people love both like yeah, yeah, yeah. like and just like what Peyton said like, like or yeah just what both of y'all said like Dar like losing money like there like there's so much that like you know they can do like it's just I mean I don't know like it's just like why at this point it sucks because you have you have two sides of the coin where it's like you have one company who's like too big to fail and that's why they're kind of um kind of bombarding us with content that you know rushing rush deadlines and things like that that could be way better um and then on the other side you have a company that has so much room to improve and they have all of the resources to do so and it's laying right in front of them in their laps and they're just looking the other way like completely ignoring it completely like People will say, oh, I want Ben Affleck back as Batman. Um, it would be nice if we got an announcement. They would like, and that was on like a note card. They would look under the note card and then they'd see like a little fine print on the bottom right corner that nobody gives a shit about. And that's what they report on. That's the thing that they focus on. So like, I don't, I don't understand. Me neither, man. It's just insane. You know what else I don't understand? This next piece of news, because we're moving on to Marvel. Uh, there is an open world Black Panther game in early development. 
Which Made sounds exciting, but yeah, it's developed by EA. So, I... <laughs> Dude, it's it's loaded though. It's loaded though because it's like it's like they have a track record. But EA, man, you know what? Let me pull some stuff because like 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 they we got yeah it's not like they're, order yeah they got we got Fallen Order Apex Legends is popular <laughs> and they're both by the same studio respawn yeah, respawn is doing respawn's doing all the all the work for ea right now yeah true so maybe respawn should do the game <laughs> so yeah good ea games let's let's google this shall we guys the titanfall that's respawn dragon age is good so yeah they did dead space dead space is battlefront oh. 2 is good now oh, <laughs> it was at, on launch it was awful battlefront 2 now before they canceled it before they left it to die which is so sad it was my favorite star wars game it was my favorite it's one it's so good torn and i still play it <laughs> yeah oh my god i want to play with y'all hell yeah gonna, hit me up I'm, bro i'm about to i'm about to go play after this bro <laughs> dude Man. hit me up dude bro. i'm a, I'm the best count dooku main that's that's me bro me, a count dooku main i have so that's i've been seeing i've been seeing a lot more of count dooku and holy shit he's he's nasty he's nasty you play with us. We don't have to play with randoms anymore. Yes. Finally, because, oh, my dude, it's so, like, sad, whatever, like, because, you know, I'm a Han main and, like, you know, you, you I get, like, easy, like, 17,000 score, but, like, I still lose the match because like, my team is just bad. Yes. I, I know the struggle. I know the struggle. I, I'm rusty. I, I was good with um. it was it was Anakin, Dooku and Lando. Um, And then, and, yeah. Those are my guys. I'm always Kylo, Iden, Luke, or Anakin. Now, dude, Kylo and Luke are so fun. They're so fun to play. Yeah. Obi-Wan's too defensive for me. I'm such an aggressive, offensive player. That's why Dooku's perfect. But, like, um, Obi-Wan is just, for me, super clunky. Yeah, that's what I... That's what I, I, I guess how I feel about him, too. And, like, I can... Not not because of like you know just like him overall, but I just don't like his like play style. I think he's just one of the worst sabers in the game to me, just because like of how like he just how he is. Wait, like, so I, I find him just don't like not interesting. I agree, but Payne is that Black Panther game? Is that uh, where's that? Oh no, never mind. Everyone's reporting on this. Okay, so yeah. that's dude. I mean, that's exciting because um. You know what? I hate the Avengers game, but playing as Black Panther is kind of fun. A little bit. <laughs> it's kind mm. of fun. I mean, it's a shit oh. game, but I mean it's a little bit. You know, it's you know, he has a he has a cool move where he like does the little homing jump and he like tackles them. That's fun. That moves like that are fun, but I don't know. A whole Black Panther game would be great because um and, and I understand why I still think that 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 I don't know how controversial this this would be. I still think that they could recast T'Challa respectfully, um, but like right now, you know, we're not really getting a lot of T'Challa um, in the future. And so this would be cool. Well, like as uh, Payne and I were saying on the last podcast, is that like um, casting one six one six or Earth one nine 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 T'Challa is not it, but they added multi mostly versal version of a, you know a variant would be nice exactly yeah the same like, with, um hulk for me i think that 
they could do an immortal Hulk, but not with our current that yeah. we have now. And I would love a monster devil Hulk with like a tortured Bruce, but I can't see that happening with what we have right now. Yeah, I feel that. But yeah, so like uh, with I, I'm just worried about because <laughs> it's like they have a good track record with respawn. I just I don't I don't know if I trust anyone else. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's wow. it's a whole thing, man. It's even even Fallen Order was unpolished, you know, to a degree, but it was still amazing. And I know, and I know EA, I know that they did it um out of obligation. They were like, oh, people are pissed that we said single player games are dead, and they literally they poked the the hornet's nest again. I don't yeah, know like if y'all saw this. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's a 10, but he likes single-player games. What a fucking shit show, dude. That's insane. What are they on? What are they on? That's insane. Uh, the Warner Brothers of the gaming space. Seriously. Seriously. Oh, man. Man, I mean, I think there's more than that in the Warner Brothers of the gaming space. <laughs> I mean, dude, Ubisoft. Oh, excuse me. Something in my throat there. I feel like Ubisoft's more Sony. Yes. No, you're right. Ubisoft is Sony because like they got some bangers. Like the new pirate game actually looks pretty cool that they're doing. Mm. But um, I know we're talking about everything other than the Black Panther game. There's nothing really to talk about. It's just hey, a Black Panther game's in development, <laughs> and it's well, Eddie. <laughs> do y'all remember the the speculation? It was reported on by uh, Trades as well. Was um, the Mando game that that people were thinking was being made and it was like more iffy than this i think but i remember yeah, i remember i do vaguely remember that i don't know if that all i know i i believe uh god i don't remember who it was with or what developer or whatever but i know amy hennig is back it was the who was uh the lead for the 1313 canceled star wars game is back doing another star wars game which hopefully won't get canceled. So that's exciting, but I don't know if that is going to be related to the Mando game that was rumored. I, I, I don't, I don't know. But Amy Hennig's sick. So no, I mean Uncharted is my favorite game series of all time, and I know she wasn't attached for four. That's my favorite game of all time. But I, Amy Hennig is fantastic. She's such a fantastic creative. Um, and like the fact that we're getting. We're we're eating pretty good Star Wars game wise. I think I think we're gonna be eating pretty good. Yeah, you know, speaking of Uncharted, I just finished Uncharted Four for the first time. Phenomenal! It's phenomenal, right? It's so right? good, <laughs> dude. Oh my god! I I play the game once a year, every year. I grew up playing Uncharted. I just Uncharted Four. That game's narrative, character dynamics, and um. Like the the that game is thematically so like wholesome and it's like a warm hug. I don't know. I I love Sam and Nate just so much. I don't know how I didn't get spoiled for six years. <laughs> like I knew some I'm stuff. Glad you didn't. But yeah, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't know. I don't know anything. Yeah, that that um, and that game visually also still holds up so well. It's gorgeous. Did you watch yeah. uh did you watch the videos of Nolan North and Troy Baker playing the Uncharted one and two? Yeah, yeah it sucks that they split up. Um, I know it's so channel. painful. 
But um, I mean, Troy Baker's doing NFTs now. It's fine. <laughs> I think he. I think he stopped. Good. Yeah. No. I, yeah. He got a good. bunch I, of shit, and he was like, "Okay, fair enough." <laughs> good. Yeah. Because I love Troy Baker. I, I mean, dude. Again, he's my Jason Todd. He's my Jason Todd. He's my. Uh, he's an amazing Telltale Batman. Super underrated. One Absolutely. of my favorite Batman stories. Joker ever. and Arkham Origins. Yeah, he's Two Face. <laughs> Troy Baker's amazing. He's amazing. And then and Uncle Nolan Nolan North is phenomenal yeah. as well. His own he's right. my. He's still and I love Ryan Reynolds, but he's still my Deadpool. You know, he's my Deadpool. Steve Bloom is my Wolverine, and that's who I hear when I read the comics. I don't know if I hear anyone when I read Wolverine in the comics. Like I don't think like I hear Steve Bloom or like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Steve I don't know Bloom, what I hear. He's so Steve Bloom is for me. He's so amazing. He's just so. I hope they cast him for the PS5 game because he's so animalistic. And his Berserker screams are they give me chills. Like they're so good. They're so good. He's the perfect, perfect Wolverine in, in a voice. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It's just me. I'm a, I'm like a I'm like a I'm a Marvel animation video game like elitist. What's the what's the other news we have? Is that it? What's, no, that's not it. <laughs> we, okay. There's like four more pieces. Uh, well, the next piece of news is that Spider Punk is confirmed to appear in Across the Spider Verse. So that's going to be interesting. Badass. Hope Superior is also going to be in there. I want Superior in there. We don't get enough superior, in my opinion. He's amazing. Agreed. I'd like a, yeah, I'd love to see Ben Riley. I want to see oh. Kane so bad too. Kane oh, is yeah. also Kane? so underrepresented. Like seriously, he he's so badass. Cross the Spider Verse is gonna be. They have a lot to live up to. <laughs> no, yeah, it's gonna be bonkers. Uh, I mean, it's such a revolutionary movie for the um animation industry because yeah. it just showed everyone that they didn't have to be so visually homogenous and the same like every movie looked this i remember going to theaters and i'm like oh my god movies can look like this like of course they can it's just like disney's just the same as they've always been dreamworks does the same as they've always had you know pixar is switching it up recently which yes, is thank which god. is good thank but, yeah, god it's yeah it's been very samey for like almost a decade <laughs> yeah and, and i hate being so reductive you know um but you can't deny how homogenous animation has been for so long absolutely I think spider-verse broke that mold for sure yeah and now everyone's trying to like sort of replicate it <laughs> you get like yeah. uh the bad guys i think that movie that, that just came out is is sort of spider-versey Mitchell's versus the machines doesn't really count because that was still by Phil Lord or Chris Miller, so that's kind of like their thing. Yeah, but yeah, they're the animation world is sort of, sort of following suit, which you know, thank God. But I also hope all the animation doesn't just start turning into Spider Verse. Yeah, that's the issue with um, like entertainment uh, under like capitalism or whatever. It's like you got to make money, and these people are making money doing this. We're going to learn the wrong lessons. <laughs> that's just kind of how yeah, it goes. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. But yeah, that's Spider-Verse. Uh, next piece of Marvel news is, uh, according to the Illuminati, it's rumored that Olivia Coleman will be playing Union Jack in Secret Invasion. Illuminati? How? 
just genuine question, not trying to throw shade. Are, um, how reputable are they, they nowadays? They got shit on by James Gunn once. Um, but as far as like their uh, reputation goes, I think that's the only like thing that they kind of got smacked for. <laughs> but I think well, generally they are pr- they're pretty consistent. No gun shits on. I mean, yeah, Grace he, he shits of, on everyone, which of, is great. Yeah, no, it's it's nice. Um, I know he recently like he shot on Grace Union Jack being played by um, a woman is pretty cool. I don't know. I I don't really have a. Are people upset? I don't know because it's like if they are, I, I'd question if they even know who Union Jack is. <laughs> it's like, are you aware of this, or are you just mad because you you hear that they're gender bending a character? <laughs> yeah. So even the Guardians game recently, um, he's a character in that. You can find him in the Novacore, uh, yeah, brig and uh, do like a little side thing for him. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with that in Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. I don't know what to expect from Secret Invasion, but I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know. I heard it's gonna be more of a darker tone and a thriller, and I'm like, yeah, sign me up. I don't <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely hype. It's like, you know, if 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 Armor Wars isn't on the slate in the next whatever, that's fine. I mean, Secret Invasion seems like it'll be pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, next piece of Marvel news, Kevin Feige says Fantastic Four will not be an origin story. He said, quote, a lot of people know this origin story. A lot of people know the basics. How do we take that and bring something that they've never seen before? So it sounds like they're going to do kind of what they did with Spider-Man in the MCU. Yeah. And so I I actually like that. People people need to start having a fucking boner for origin stories. Uh, But uh, someone... I who I follow on TikTok so say that like uh, if they were to not do a um, like an origin story, they should just adapt the Fantastic Four from the Mark Wade run. Pretty much, just like give like a their origin through like fucking powerpoints from like uh whenever they're like lost in space or whatever, um, which, which is cool. Um, yeah, if you're gonna do an exposition dump, at least make it really fun and cute. Yeah, you know. So. I'm I'm all I'm all for it. Uh I mean I'm just happy to get Fantastic Four in general. Um I hope by next month, D twenty three, or just mm-hmm. soon we, we have um like a like, like a casting for it. Like or at least you know, yeah, a, a casting for it. I heard also heard that like um the actor who plays like Doctor Doom like had some scenes finished in like Wakanda Forever or something like that. Um yeah, I I'm heard- not sure how re- I heard that, sure that they had scenes filmed, but they actually hadn't cast him yet. So that's just like a stand-in, and they'll like cast later and then do a voiceover. Yeah, that's what I heard. I mean, it's, it's, I really it's hope so. it's Killian Murphy. It was Killian Murphy. Fantastic. I know a, a bunch of people are like, "Oh, Anthony Starr." I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, dude. Now, now that I'm hyped for him. Hopefully, he's Dracula. Hopefully, that's still real. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the rumor I heard. That's like that's great. I yeah. like he's so he's so he's such a good actor. <laughs> I don't want. I also I I I love Giancarlo Desposito, but I think he's being typecast. Uh, yeah, he's being typecasted everywhere. He's he's Just, being fancasted everywhere. I mean, which is fine. I mean, I like the fancast, but it's not like most likely not going to happen because he's fantastic in everything he does. But yeah. I think I think in a 
I assume we're talking about Doctor Doom, John Carlo yeah. as Doctor Doom. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think his talents would fit better elsewhere. I, yeah. I, think, I think it would be interesting to just I don't know because that guy's sure to have an amazing range. Like I, I know the rumors of him as Professor X were exciting to me personally. I, I hearing those rumors, I you know, was like, oh, if he were to be Professor X, I would be down for that because uh, I could imagine him as like a gentle, stern sort of like father slash mentor figure yeah it'd be like, nice to him to not be the villain for once <laughs> yeah for so sure good. he's so good at being the villain he it's is just, <laughs> but like people need to stop getting so like they're so bricked up they're just like we have god oh man he's a villain he's so good he'd be great he's as amazing Lex the boys he would be a fantastic lex he already is lex luther in the harley quinn animated show that's right that's right i was literally gonna say i i love that show also it's Finally, season three. Oh, time. yeah, season three. The first three episodes dropped, and it's it's great so far. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen the first three episodes yet. It's good. That's uh, all. That's all I'll say. <laughs> what a great show! Also, what a surprise! How good that was. Right. I like. I like when it came out. I was like, a Harley Quinn animated show would be interesting. But then it's like Kaylee Cuoco got cast, and I was like, Kaylee Cuoco, Kaylee, Kaylee Cuoco, what? Penny yeah, from the Big and, Bang, huh? And then and then like and, the little teaser came out, and I was like, I don't know if I like this. And then the series actually came out, and I was like, Nah, this is cool. Because it was during the trend of, and I, um, it's during the trend of like that that Rick and Morty and Brickleberry started of like, let's just do really low effort adult animated um, uh, comedies and sitcoms. And um, I'm so sick of that shit. I'm so sick of that scene. Um, and, and I was, I kind of rolled my eyes. I'm like, okay, like we do, we we're getting an adult animated Harley Quinn show. I love Harley, but let's see. And then dude, and then you see Alan Tudyk is Joker and he's amazing. And then he's also Clayface and he's amazing. And then the story is surprisingly really emotional. King Shark is the best character of all time. He's amazing. And, Howdy. um, Howdy. he's cast. They're all cast so well. And it, and it made me think like, Dude, Alan Tudyk is also. I love Doom Patrol. That's so underrated. No, no, massively yes. underrated. Seen it. Oh my god, I love um, Doom Patrol, bro. Brandon like, Fraser in that. Oh my yes, god. dude. The everyone god. so cast. It's cast so well. Oh my god, it has me frazzled. I just love that show so much. It's just like Alan Tudyk though is such an amazing actor. He was a he was great in um in Doom Patrol, and I don't know, dude. Warner Brothers has they have a bunch of amazing actors at their disposal you know also Haley uh Kaylee Cuoco or you know she's like a surprisingly great Harley Quinn yeah never would have expected that <laughs> it's like because when it was first revealed and it's like she's not doing the voice and it's like that's so synonymous with Harley Quinn and I was like uh but you get you get used to it pretty quick well back to Fantastic Four I was gonna say um and and i'm sure oh man i fantastic four is super special to me i i hope they do something on the level of jonathan hickman's run yeah i was gonna say um, that too i wanted to also see like whether they could, uh if they could adapt part of uh hickman's run which um wait Payne, didn't you get pain didn't you get uh fantastic four hickman's run or was no, that a lock I'm, I'm planning on getting hickman's run Oh, you okay. got Fractions Hawkeye run? I though? do have yep. frac- I, yeah, the entirety of frac- uh, Matt Fractions Hawkeye run, I do, yeah. Dude, and I remember 
because I read that when it came out and I was obsessed and I was like, dude, if the, if they did it, if they did something based on this and they did, and it was actually really good, it's so good and enjoyable. It's just, and it's a, it's a phenomenal book. And David Aha is an amazing artist. It's so he's it's so, so simplistic, purposeful. but so striking. Like, I, yeah, it's so, yeah. His art is beautiful. His panel work is, is I like, it's people, like reading a movie. Yes, no, it's awesome. It's very cinematic. It's very like it's almost like Gonzo, you know. It's like it's like it's it's like old. It's almost pulpy, especially that the the Challenger chase, which is such a great, you know, scene. And and I love Clint just drinking black coffee out of the pot and little things like that. It's just awesome. And I, but dude, I know that one of the lineups in the future is Secret Wars, and and I know we're gonna get into this, but like. There's not enough time for that Secret Wars to be the one that I think we want, and for it to be good. If Fantastic Four is a year away, from it's it. always going to be small. Like, I mean, like Civil War was the death of Civil War, and obviously yeah. smaller. Yeah, but 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 no no no. But but my thing with Secret Wars is like the core of the book was Reed and Doom, and like yeah, pretty much yeah. It's the end. It's the finale to that feud. That's like I kind of personally. And, and I don't want to, and I'm not going to judge it for what I expected it to be, obviously, but I, I personally, it's just, well, now I'm not sure which Secret Wars they're really adapting, or maybe both, but but it was, an, I figured they would have done like a super long plan to get to the next saga cap instead of, oh, we're going to have um, this many phases in like three years, and the saga will be over. I think they're just borrowing the name. It's just like, hey, multiversal war, therefore we'll call it secret wars. I think as far as like the the doom stuff, I think that's gonna be saved for something else and they'll just call it something different. Hopefully so, because God Emperor Doom ha- like that is that's the like that is just orgasmically good. <laughs> Let you know. That is just there's nothing better villain wise yeah in my opinion it's, it's like just... we're just getting introduced to doom and i think their main focus right now as far as big bads is kang so i think yeah i yeah, think th- i think right. that'll be saved but you know you're right speaking of all that stuff the next piece and last piece of marvel news is destin daniel cretton is set to direct avengers the kang dynasty let's fucking go Super yeah exciting. i know i know that that is amazing that is the biggest fucking dub that we've had you know like a long time regarding directors and stuff you know if if we're not if there's no news that brad bird is directing fantastic four at least destin daniel cretton is doing king king dynasty it's like it's like i want the russo brothers to do secret wars but it's also like or even the king dynasty but it's like i didn't when they when kevin feige was like yeah the russo brothers isn't going to direct either it was like okay either they're going to get them later for Secret Wars, but it's like, who are they going to get? And I, De- Destin Daniel Crenn didn't even cross my mind. But when in, when the report came out that he was directing it, I was like, perfect. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I the action's going to be, ooh, ah, man, that's so exciting. <laughs> I can't wait for that. I literally, it's, it's going to be so badass. Um, I'm so excited. Yeah. But that's it for the news, which means it's time to move on to our topic, which is MCU fatigue and uh, the yeah. fandom and all that. Big one. So. The big one. <laughs> yeah, the it's big a big one. one. Yeah. Uh, uh, dude, so like, 
I don't know, man. I thrive off negativity, so I think this is gonna be easy for me. Um, yeah. Pay, Pay and I always look at comments, and that's like just our. I'm trying our, not to. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm trying my best. And um, yeah, like it's funny because I literally saw a TikTok like about this, like literally like before I was about to go to sleep at like three in the morning. Um, but overall, yeah, like just the fandom is just. Phantoms right now in general are just super duper toxic. And unfortunately, I think it has something to do. It, it has something definitely to do with TikTok. I'm de- I'm definitely blaming TikTok for this. And the, the TikTok uh, comic book creators, comic talk, who they don't even talk about comics. They never picked up a comic in their life. Leak um, culture, for sure, also. Yeah, I'm absolutely. And it's just, um, it's also one of the things where it's like, um, while these projects were good, you know, Endgame and WandaVision, also No Way Home, I feel like those are the sole perpetrators of just the fandom uh, at this moment in time. Because, you know, people just expect these really big projects or like how like how Marvel needs to be bigger and better every single project. And if it's how... not as big as Endgame, then it's garbage. <laughs> yeah. And then like, you know, and definitely WandaVision was the tipping scale of that because um you know it was just a start of phase four and you know every week just someone had like an expectation of how the episodes would go mephisto and yeah there's just the mephisto effect on that show and like because oh, of how yeah. and, and the people butt hurt over ralph boner is still so funny like who gives a shit like i'm sorry that you expected mephisto in your show but yeah and like we're not going to get Mephisto anytime soon. Like we're not going, we're not going to see him anytime soon. But it's also just a sole fact of how, because these these uh, fans wanted the episodes to go that way and it didn't. Because at the end of the day, it's just a theory. Um, them getting mad is just like very very childish, and like they're definitely the types of people to throw tantrums. Um, and yeah, we're definitely spoiled by No Way Home. You know, just the the sole fact of cameos and um, just yep. stuff like that. It it's just very sad to see because like it ruins like the enjoyment for everybody else. And because of all that stuff happening, we've been introduced to the most overused word in the 21st century, which is mid. I hate mid so much. We I hate the word. That. We were talking about that the other week. I remember. Yeah, I hate I hate that word. It needs to be banned from the English language. Um, and also, because of all this stuff happening, it just leads to every project by the fandoms just not having the fandom not having a lack of faith for the upcoming projects. Um, because them having the, the projects not being released, they're just going to call it mid or they're going to be like, oh, I'm not going to watch it, uh, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's it gets very annoying very fast. Um, and there's also just multiple comments of just how marvel and disney are just they're making quantity over quality stuff and it's just like you know we talked about it last week but how you know there is a rush of just you know vfx a vfx crunch and like a crunch of everything else because you know of covid but i feel like that doesn't really ruin the enjoyment at least for me but people just like to hate on the the, they want to hop on the hate train which is very very sad to see yeah the the VFX whole thing, it's like, it sucks for, the, you know, the VFX artists, the, the, you know, the crunch and Marvel not necessarily being the 
uh, greatest employers. Uh, but as far as like the storytelling goes, relatively poor CG has never really bothered me. If it's like horrendously bad, then I'm then I'm kind of like uh, whatever. But like it like when people like take like the this single kind of bad frame from a movie and they go on Twitter and they're like $200 million movie is, is, is this garbage or whatever. Like the scene, the scene from black widow with Yelena and the black, it's like, why are you like, you're, why are you mad about It's like a third, it's like, not even it's like 15 second scene. Uh, That makes no sense to me, but you know, going back to um, sort of the WandaVision era, the biggest issue not only with like theory culture it's also it even stems back to to endgame a lot of people's issues with endgame specifically with captain america uh is people's head cannons and yes. what they expect to happen and what they want to happen if they don't get what they want then they don't like it with it which is wild to me i mean the russos uh have talked about it before in interviews and stuff how it's you know, and it's common sense. It's it's impossible to please everyone, which is, you know, accurate. And they they're but they still want to please every everyone that they can. But you're always going to piss someone off. It's like they they gave Captain America such a perfect ending, and people were like, oh, but you know, Bucky or whatever. And it's like a lot of the, the issues that they come up and come up with in their heads that oh, it could, because it's not what they wanted. Can easily can easily be remedied by just creating another headcanon. <laughs> it's like they and it's it's open ended, and like it's it's meant to be open and like like create your own, you know, future for Captain America in that other universe or whatever in the, the past whatever. And when it came to like WandaVision and stuff, you know, people you know expecting like the multiverse and you know Ralph Boner and Mephisto, and it's like let's ch- chill out. Like this is what people are the 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 argument now is and it's true is that this is the building phase and people expecting like this gigantic like like event in yeah the building phase is weird the only one that makes sense is spider-man no way home and that's you know the the build up to doctor strange and you know it's the third spider-man film obviously it has to you know be an event somewhat in that regard but other than that like what are you what are you expecting out of fucking eternals <laughs> you know? so, wait so i i do have i do have some stuff that because i agree with everything you're saying but i think that there's also on the other hand there are totally a million percent such um valid criticisms too like like um i'll, I'll give for example my biggest my biggest disappointment with phase four so far is Wanda's arc um and and how they even admitted in multiverse of madness that they didn't watch WandaVision. it's like it's like there are things to to critique it's like okay Wanda is such an exciting character you're bringing so much humanity to someone in WandaVision who's who's just she's lost everything and then and then and then, you know, she learns a lesson and though, yes, that third act was big and messy and would have served, uh, would have been served better by being a little more intimate, um, which is, I feel also a pretty fair pattern to, to recognize for most of the Marvel stuff currently as well is, is, but, you know, she learns her lesson and then, and then, you know, we're in multiverse of madness and like, oh yeah, um, I didn't learn any lesson also um 
basically just the same arc but worse and she's relegated to the hysterical mother stereotype and i and i haven't really played the misogynist card um really in phase four at all or in marvel for a while but like that film the female characters were you know you had america chavez and she was a MacGuffin. she was just an infinity gauntlet you had or stone and you had rachel um who um was just kind of there for like like she's introduced halfway and she was kind of there for Steven to get over his and she didn't really have very much to her own character and then you have Wanda and she has an arc but it's lazy and it's and like Steven's arc is amazing in that film but it's like you know I feel like I feel like and, and this stuff kind of carries through it's like it's like um another thing to point out um you know while this is a building phase I think also it's still important to have a singular, consistent vision idea of what the multiverse is. And when the Loki writer writes Multiverse of Madness and they Loki is set up to be this huge, giant catalyst for the multiverse um, kind of getting fucked up. And that's kind of like ignored. And then there's a different interpretation of the multiverse entirely in Multiverse of Madness. It's like it's not even consistent at this point. So I understand some of the frustrations of the MCU currently, um, and, and especially give, considering the fact that we have more content hours-wise in Phase 4 than we have in the past three combined. Uh, but but I will also say everything wrong now is totally fixable and is totally... Um, like It's like Phase 2. Like um, I, I don't even think this is as bad as Phase 2, really, altogether. Um, but... But phase four could be retroactively made better by in the future and phase five and six. Oh, like we're paying off some things that you didn't even understand were setups or or um, this um, character work. And this is, you know, being paid off here. But like but um, and I, I'll wrap it up. I know I'm hogging a lot of time, but it's just like even in the shows that are I feel like it's the sh- if, I feel like it's the the, the, the fact that. There's so much content so close together. We have movie one month, show another, a movie another, a show another, and then like even in even you know She Hulk is coming up next, uh, and then after that, just to it's fill in a movie gap. Well, you know, there's that, but then there's No Way Home, yeah, uh, extended edition. They're just throwing it in theaters. Oh yeah, that's they, right. Yeah, that's where they're shoving all the deleted scenes that they promised fans in the Blu-ray, um, and sneakily remove the the content from the disc, and then are like, "Hey, go to theaters and see it here." And they're just like, "Oh my god, I can't!" It's so hard for me to get so excited because it's it. I love the period where it was like two movies a year, and I, and it was like, "Oh wow," or like three, or or you know, I could get with two shows and two movies a year, but oh my god, man, I'm getting smacked across the face with this shit, and I'm getting kind of tired. Yeah, and I, I and the thing is with MCU fatigue, like, um, you know, yeah, we were saying like, you know, you don't have to watch all this content, right? You know, you, you can't take your time and stuff. Um, but I'm actually glad that you brought that up about like, you know, like, you know, um, arcs, like, you know, especially uh, especially like Wanda's arc, um, stuff like that, and how uh, things could be fixed, you know, with you know the upcoming phases. And that's why Payton and I said that um, in hindsight that this would be a good phase. 
And so, yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that up because, you know, they still have time to pay things off. Well, yeah, I was going to like I was going to say like, yeah, because the two best examples of, of, you know, in hindsight is Iron Man 3 and uh, uh, Age of Ultron. Those movies. Yeah, much for sure. better with age. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're really they're really great movies now. And uh, um but like like when it comes to like the multiverse of madness uh stuff i personally love multiverse of madness i love wandavision uh i i i i was confused i was confused at first with that kind of stuff and i think it's more fascinating how <laughs> it's like it's the way like people interpreted wandavision that like almost like dictates whether or not multiverse of madness is like uh, or like cool as far with as far as wanda as far as wanda goes so that, i think that's fascinating and that's art right it's just yeah. it's it, it's just whatever your interpretation is and it's like it's kind of unfortunate that it can like bleed through to other things but that's just kind of the nature of you know a cinematic universe um, yeah but when it comes to like all this mcu fatigue uh i'm loving all the content there but it, you like uh, like like uh, like you were saying it's not bulletproof i was not a huge fan of as much as I wanted to be, I was not a huge fan of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It just kind of fell flat for me. I loved there was like elements in the show that that I really loved and I really, really, really wish they did more with. But ultimately, I, I thought it I thought it fell flat. But so yeah, it's not it's not bulletproof. But yeah, like it's a building phase. It's it 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 can easily it easily easily get better with age. And but yeah, I'm I I, I like all the new content. Um, I'm more concerned as far as like the amount of content. I'm more concerned about uh, the the VFX industry because <laughs> it's just yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot yeah. of stuff, and it's, it, it's it's less. I I believe that they can hire the right uh, directors and writers to do all that stuff. And we can get into like the six episode format later. I mean, Torn and I have talked about it today, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but like, I, 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 I believe that they can hire the right people as far as, as far as the creative side goes. But yeah, as, as far as like actually producing it, that concerns me. Yeah, it's for sure. And like, you know, um, and there's always like, you know, the thing is about like, you know, us, um, you know, Pay and I, we generally enjoy like a lot of things. And of course, like, we always have things that like, or, you know, that like we, we, we have a gripe with. Um, and there's always going to be valid criticisms. And like one of these things is like the VFX crunch. Um, and unfortunately, there is a thin, like, you know, thin herd of VFX artists because it's just a very, very daunting and overwhelming task to do. Um, it's crazy because like I was talking to a friend yesterday and she was telling me how like a, a VFX company was blacklisted by Marvel because they couldn't do something in the yeah. short amount of time. It's, and abusive. it's an abusive industry. To it is right for sure. And um, with all the content coming out, um, you know, yeah, I would definitely would love um, like breaks, you know, and I was talking to somebody saying how like, well, it was different different in the beginning phases because, you know, like that was when the MCU was just starting out. But it's also one of the things where it's like the MCU has gotten so big to the point where like they're just going to want to keep pumping out all the content as, as they can. And it's also one of the things where like we were also saying, Peyton and I were all saying that like, you know, this is a plan and things can change. 
Um, like, like, you know, who knows? I like, you know, Secret Wars can get fucking delayed to like 2028 or some shit. I don't know. Something, something can happen. Yeah, it's like six months apart right now, but that could easily, they could be like, actually, it's King Dynasty in 2025, Secret Wars 2026. So, yeah. And, and yeah, like, you know, um, and it's also one of the things to where it's like, yeah, like, you know, going back to what I was saying, you know, like, they're just going to want to keep pumping out as much as, as they can because, um, you know, Disney's a business, multi-billion-dollar corporation. Um, and it's also due to the fact that, like, as what Peyton was saying earlier, that, like, Marvel doesn't have much competition. So they're just going to want to keep doing what they can because they, they can they can do that. They have the power to push whatever they want. And, uh, yeah. When it, when it does suck to the people who, like, generally... Like, I mean, I, I, going back to the MC fatigue, I feel like... Yeah, you don't have to like watch all these things like you know as soon as they come out. You can take a break. You can take what like you know, um, as much time as you want. But still, you know, like yeah, you know, you can always like watch you know you know whenever you can. And with that, I think it's. I mean, it's definitely a, a double edged sword. Like you know, we're grateful for all the content that's coming out because we're in a place of the MCU where like we never thought this stuff would happen. Like we never thought of getting a I- night show. Uh, like a, a Shang-Chi movie like hell well, I didn't even think about getting like the Thunderbolts or Echo um and did and and I remember thinking it would be so cool if they did Civil War even and we got yeah for, for sure yeah. yeah so we're eating we're eating good it's just you know I I'm not I'm not ungrateful I still love all the content I think the only things I didn't like was uh what if is the only thing I really hated but but no, yeah. I and, always I've I've, been, I've enjoyed every single piece of Marvel content to some extent. I, I even the one that I dislike the most is the Incredible Hulk. But even then, there's like elements to that movie where I'm like, yeah, that's that's fun. I love that movie. <laughs> no, that's in my like. I, I oh, I love that movie. I, I don't know. Iron Man Two is one of my favorites just because of Justin Hammer. He's I think fantastic. Justin Hammer is an amazing character. You know. Um, I, I did want to say that um, to tie into the VFX stuff, um, I know some of the stuff we're talking about was in that article. I don't know. Peyton, did you see the, did you read that article? I forgot who published it. Um, uh, I know of the article. I didn't read it entirely. So but there's also so there are, like several articles now. So, so there's some, a lot of stuff that, yeah, there's just like a lot of information that's coming out. Well, it, it also broke that like one of the articles um it was like when they when so 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 your point um earlier where where you were just saying you know and i agree with you because it doesn't bother me um like when twitter users single out a shitty shot with really terrible color grading and whatever and they're like look these days belong in this movie it's like okay i don't give a shit but also i do kind of understand when when a visual language of a movie is compromised to where like the entire movie is great. But then, you know, there's one like black Panther is the perfect example where, um, the entire movie's visual language is gorgeous. The cinematography is amazing, but, and, and in the trailers though, you see it even looks slightly different. And, um, and, and in the, in this article, I'll just get to the point, uh, this VFX artist was saying, you know, 
Marvel does reshoots um, and they they do them without the directors of photography there. So like there's no cinematographer there. So usually it's these VFX teams who are who are um, animating these like the Black Panther. They literally use this as an example is like where the physics are wrong. Like we we the physics are all wrong. The cameras doing movements is never done in the entire movie beforehand. And it completely destroys the director's vision and visual language. Um, it's just, and it's obvious and that's why it's so obvious. It's because the director and the cinematographer weren't really involved in that. And, um, and so it's, it is, it's painful because on one hand, the VFX team is being abused to do something that is in the end, contrary to the film's vision and artistic intent. And then on the other hand, it's like, what kind of executive decision, um, um, mon- monetary wise of Marvel, Marvel at this point, they still love playing it safe, e- even though they can't really fail. It's like, it's like, dude, you don't have any reason to kind of step on that artistic vision. And at the very least, if you're doing reshoots, include the director of photography in the discussion, because again, it's a movie, it's an artistic medium. And, and it's, and while it's made to make money, the other half of it is it's an artistic expression. It's storytelling and, and it's an involved thing. Um, the VFX crews are not fully responsible for um, carrying consistent cinematography. They're, they listen to the cinematographer. And and also, I don't know, this one is kind of hearsay. Um, I, it was it was around the discussion. So I can't personally like verify this at all. But I remember reading um, from supposedly a VFX artist that um, Marvel and, and, and they kind of like they kind of said a lot of big directors don't want to work with Marvel because before they even hire the, the director or when the script is written, they have VFX crews already building the action pieces, already visualizing, putting them in previs. I heard that. And I think actually James Gunn said that was bullshit. Yeah. See, OK. Because I, I, James Gunn is my, he's everything to me. I follow him on Twitter, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know if I saw that. He, he's, he's basically, I'm at the whim of this man. He, he's in charge of my, my S tier characters in the MCU are Star Lord, Daredevil, Rocket Raccoon, and Kingpin. James Gunn is responsible for two of those. So he can do whatever mm-hmm. he wants, say whatever mm-hmm. he wants. I'll believe it. Yeah, and I'm glad like you you pointed that out of like you know just like you know artistic vision as well because you know that has been thing with like Marvel for like the past couple of years you know is that like directors um not having the you know the vision that they want and that's and what's funny is that like that's probably one of the reasons why I love uh Multiverse of Madness and love the Thunder so much because like such a multiverse of madness because like that's like a sam raimi movie and sam raimi is all over yes. that movie it is so well directed and, and like awesome. yeah and that, that's when like because like his creative vision is like it's there you can see it and it's funny because how like it how you see sam raimi in that movie it's like the most <laughs> it's like one of the most divisive movies in the mcu it's so funny to me um because like for me, my only issue is just Wanda. And then everything else in that movie, I think, is I adore it. It's so good. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely well-crafted. Well of course, Sam Raimi in his right is, like, one of the best directors. 
Um, and that's also one of the reasons why I like Love and Thunder too. Like Love and Thunder is, is I don't know why it gets so much hate as it does. Um, there is a little like gripes I have with it, but it doesn't break the movie for me. You might. Um, no, sorry. I, I have I have stuff to say. On, I love the movie. I, I just I'll finish your thing because I have stuff to say about that. I was say because you know like Taika is is amazing. Like he's an amazing director and he's an amazing writer. And I feel like. Uh, I I think Peyton said this last week, or he said it soon. Like he said, it like when we we're off air or something. But he was saying how like you know Taika like his comedy is like just not it, or like he's fallen off. You know, just simple. Like, yeah, people saying like shit. you know Taika's humor has, isn't hitting anymore or whatever. Right, and it's like up. y'all just Agarok y'all just Chester. like praised him in 2019 for Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> it's it's um it's it's fascinating to me because. It's from my understanding he didn't write Ragnarok. He did not. I, yeah, no, I, he didn't. No, he it's didn't. A different, it's a different beast. I, I feel like Ragnarok was testing. I would not call that movie a comedy. A Love and Thunder to me, and I know people are mad that it's this, but it's a parody of the MCU, and I love that. It's so it's like a Monty Python movie. That's what I want from it. Um, it's still able to handle its story elements well, but kind of like, a rom com. Yeah, I don't have an issue with this. I don't have an issue with the serious aspects taking a back seat because I don't think, I don't think that's it. Even man, it still manages to be emotionally weighty, even though it's clearly preoccupied with being a comedy first. I mean, dude, nothing beats Russell Crowe as Zeus twirling that lightning bolt around. That is the funniest shit I've seen in a oh movie. Oh my god, when he walked down the time. stairs and like flipped yes. his skirt up. <laughs> yes, that's a. That that movie is so funny, um, and like also people complain about the floating head. I that was on purpose. I swear to God, that scene, that shot, that CGI was so shitty on purpose. I didn't that even. Was on purpose. I didn't even think. I, I didn't no. think anything of it. <laughs> no, like I I love like there's, there's like an edit of it, and it's so funny. There's like an edit of like an old meme. Um, I'll send it to uh, send it to you. Well, I think I sent it to Peyton before, but it's just okay. it's. It's so fucking hilarious. Is it the pickle chin head ass boy one? Yeah, is that one? Yeah, that one. And then the my favorite one is just like the me the the fucking like meme generator white text. No, I not. Yeah, <laughs> like on the thing, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that awesome. was amazing. But yeah, like yeah, like the thing is like even uh, we we talked about this whenever whenever we reviewed Love and Thunder. It's like yeah, like um. Even like even that like yeah just like how like you said it well it's a, it's a rom com and like even when the action bits are pushed into the back it's still filled with like pretty a good amount of action. Christian Bale in his own right did did so much. He 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 did. Yeah. He was he was, he was well well crafted as gore. He did he did what he did, and like um and like the thing is like I I love the parallel of gore and Jane. Like both having like weapons, um, in a sense, like giving them would think that it would give them life, but just killing them. And I love that. It's very poetic, in my opinion. So both um, of them having something taken from them too. Yeah, like sure. both, yeah, take, yeah. yeah. It's a, in their it, own way. It's a it's a genuinely beautiful and poignant film, and I think people are just getting so caught up in oh, it's a comedy. Oh, you know, it's a joke. Like like all the time, and it's like. It, it, I, I, it's like I don't question. Like, did you even watch Ragnarok? <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't want to just regurgitate what I said in the in the Love and Thunder review, but uh, 
I just some just a lot of the complaints I just tr- just truly did not understand. It's sort of a lesser extent. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, the Last Jedi, <laughs> and a lot of the complaints you could just. You could say the same thing about the original trilogy, but you're going to praise the original trilogy. Makes no sense to me. But yeah, like it's interesting. It's an it's an incons. It's always a bunch of inconsistencies, and it's always so reductive. It's usually like, okay, I'm going to reduce this film and completely ignore what it does here um, to criticize it for what it does here, even though I. Um, acknowledge it was in one of my favorite this what this movie does here that i hate i loved in this other movie it's really it's i don't know i i think like love and thunder it was beautiful it it was a beautiful movie i definitely i mean look brothers i ain't ashamed to say it i cried you know that that movie was awesome um and it's just you know like of course it's not perfect i you know no movie Besides Guardians 2, that movie's perfect. Uh, no movie's perfect. <laughs> so, no comment. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no comment on Guardians 2. Thank you, Peyton. That's smart. That's smart. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But including with you know, with the comedy stuff, but like just going back to the fandom as well, like the fandom just over exaggerates everything. And I know some people think they think they do it for jokes, but it's like it's not even a joke to me anymore. Yeah, it starts I, out I, I, as a I joke, and then, it, and then it turns legitimate. Well, like, I, I find it, like, annoying. I always, like... I mean, I know, like, Will posted this, like, the other day. I mean, I know, like, he was... He, he knows what I'm talking about. Like, you know, the... Like, he, he's definitely joking, because, you know, he's not, like, the fandom. But, like, it's always, like... I always see on TikTok is, like, when Daredevil, like, makes, like, like you know, kind of, like, a corny-ass joke or whatever. And oh, it sounded better in my head. And it's also like, yeah, people just forget that Matt made jokes in the original Netflix series as well. So it's like, there was some know. really funny shit in Defenders with him. It, it was, it was funny. And that's why I love the relationship between because him and Jessica Jones. The comedy, it, that's the that's the thing. I think a lot of people, um, whenever they say MCU not serious enough, any serious moment is immediately undercut by comedy. I, I think it's it's interesting because it's like, first of all, that's just like blatantly not true and you can literally just refute it at almost any given point yeah there's the a, only, there's like the a only, handful of yeah. examples where that's the case but it's it's for very me, few and far between the only one that got me was um peter and gamora's reunion being a ball kick that was the only one in the mcu i ever really took issue with and then like and then like but a lot of the most of the humor in the mcu is people reduce it also to like oh it's just quippy bland humor but it's usually like pretty and, and they say that it's interchangeable between characters, but like you, you guys were saying in the Defenders, like that humor works because it, it, the humor comes from the differences in their characters. It's like, I don't think Iron Man's humor is interchangeable from Peter Quill's. I don't think, it's I don't think, definitely um, not. I don't think, you know, like, I don't think Mark Ruffalo, like, I don't think Bruce Banner's humor is um, interchangeable with uh, Steve Rogers. It's, it's, they're, it's, you know, and I, and I also really resent the idea, the notion that like, oh, if there's comedy, it's immediately like lowbrow, like it's immediately lowbrow and, and it's immediately not worthy of like um, a discussion and like, oh, dude, like, like I have so many film bro friends and it's so crazy because you think like, wow, like maybe these people would actually take the time to sit down and be like and appreciate these movies to the fullest extent because there's so much to love, especially if you dig and you get into the 
into to themes and, and um like you know sub the, the there's so much substance there and then they're like no like like no these movies are like literally shit like they're just they're not even worth talking about they're all the same it's like you study movies bro moon knight hello Dude, like Moon psychological, is... emotional aspect of Moon Knight is so fucking good. Oh god, Moon Knight is so. And also, dude, the Moon Knight comic dick writers who hate the Moon Knight show is so weird because there's so like, what do you mean it's not comic accurate? There's a billion interpretations of Moon Knight. What is this? Sh- what do you, dude? It's good that Stephen Grant and Mark are completely different. Like, they also serve such an important thematic function each of them like i don't know i i just think i think so many people it's just reductive like 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 the the thing is 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 when we're having conversations about this stuff i, I and and it's frustrating it's also obviously their opinion but i wish that most people would keep in mind you know like you're not really thinking about it too hard if you're unable to be consistent or at the very least recognize that your inconsistencies are biases and like you know you can at least appreciate what this film is trying to do. Or if you don't, that's fine. It's your opinion. But I don't know, dude. It's just frustrating because, like, Eternals was... I I know it was, like, hated. I really like it for what it tried to do. Obviously, if it was a show, it would have been the best... It could have been the best MCU franchise, period. But, um, but you know, like... It's the same thing as like prequel. A lot of prequel lovers, which is insane because I'm a prequel lover. Or lover, I those are my favorites of the Star Wars movies. It's like prequel lovers will then come and shit on Marvel and say, "Oh, like they're just this, or they're all the same, or they're just whatever." And it's like, dude, like you're fans of you, you admit it. Like they have wooden dialogue. Yeah, you're fans are, of arguably like the the, obje- the objectively worst Star Wars movie. Yeah. My issues with prequel fans, it's like I I love the prequels for what they are. They're not my favorites except three. Um, but like it's my issue with prequel fans. It's like you love the prequels, but then you go and shit on the sequels as if you're the fans. The, the thing that you're a fan of is any better. <laughs> it's it's interesting because like like for me. I, I dislike the sequels um, besides Last Jedi, but I love the prequels. And for me, it's it comes down to just the um, the it's textual, and a lot of it is subtextual, unfortunately. But it's it's yeah. the it's the it's the overarching operatic, like the political the 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 the, the rise realistic and complicated and well thought out rise to fascism and how that's how well and tragically that's portrayed. And also Anakin's downfall, like, yeah. and, and, and you have to read, and, I, and that's my, my thing is, my point is, if you're reading into the prequels to enjoy them, because you have to, you just have to, um, um, to like fully appreciate them. It's like, why can't you just give the same level of critical thought to, um, Marvel or anything you watch, you know, just think about it, yeah. you know, at, at least tr- try to like it. <laughs> Yeah, with like when it, for me, like when it comes to the prequels, yeah, like episode one and two, I think are garbage. But like episode one, I think the story's fine, but it's just painfully boring. Uh, episode two, it's mainly just the god awful dialogue and the whole Anakin Padme stuff. I think is atrocious. Yes. But outside of I'm that, waiting. like Obi Wan go, going to Kamino and stuff, awesome. It's a thrill. It's <laughs> I noir. Love it's that stuff. Movie. Yeah, it's awesome. 
and episode three is episode three. I don't, I don't think I got to explain myself there. <laughs> like when it comes to the sequels, oh, yeah. I like episode seven. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's episode four remastered, but they had to play it. Say, I understand the decision, but it's a lot of fun. Episode eight, love it. Episode nine sucks. <laughs> but like, even in episode nine, I there's uh, for me there's I still think there's a lot to love there. That Ben's arc. Mm, love it uh but you know taking that to the mcu uh, you know a lot of the prequel fans you know they they got to admit it lots of nostalgia there <laughs> like yeah like the whole politics and the inner workings and stuff you know yeah you got to read deeper into that and you know comics and other shows and whatever uh but on a surface level eh. <laughs> it's yeah, mostly nostalgia sure. and now that's transferring over to the mcu people are acting like phase four is the worst thing ever as if phase one wasn't you know also very hit or miss like when you look at most people's mcu lists thor one thor two iron man two are generally towards the bottom of of these lists and like thor, yeah. one, is my, thor one will always be my favorite thor movie absolutely like yeah thor and I also also agree. it's, uh, it's yeah. underrated absolutely it's underrated it, but generally it speaking is cool touch angles, yes but it is awesome but generally look, speaking yeah. it's towards the bottom of people's lists and it's like yeah it, it's like people are acting like phase one and phase two where these were like perfect and like obviously most people are um incorrectly comparing phase four to phase three it's yeah, never, it's exactly. not going to be if you're going to compare anything to phase three compare phase six or maybe even phase five to phase phase three yeah. but it's 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 not comparable they're not the same and like and the thing is too like i'm like i'm glad i saw like a comment like you know like that it's like uh like you know like what you said like either off air or on the podcast it's like if some of these movies came out today today they fucking hate it like they would fucking hate this shit and it's also one of the facts yeah like kind of like what you just said how people claim that phase one and phase two like were just you know just these masterpieces when they had like i mean hey hate to use this word but they just had some horrible films like some of the films in there were just not good and Bro, imagine iron man 2 today like it comes out and there's the scene with uh with Natalie Rushman and, and and she leaves and Tony's like I want one that does not would not fly. <laughs> yeah, that shit would not. And it's also just one of the things like um what I love about phase 4 is that it's definitely the most diverse and yet experimental phase of it of of like all the phases, you know, we have so many different genres of like content you know you have like your, your horror from dr strange you have your like coming of age from miss marvel you have your psychological from moon knight you have your um you know, your overall like you know action adventure like shane chi and stuff like that even though it has mystical elements yeah mystical elements from sure and then you have like you know your like historical like you know ages from like eternals and it's just like there's so much to choose from well uh there I, i've seen several tiktoks now and unfortunately going to the comment it's like i shouldn't be doing a lot of people are agreeing and i want to get an opinion i see a lot of people saying that uh and i think just based on the phase five reveal i think they're already wrong but at least when it comes to phase four uh i see a lot of people saying that marvel is sort of it's it, instead of growing up with their audience they're sort of staying in this sort of like 
a kid <laughs> lane <laughs> you know what i mean instead of instead of because you know all the people that grew up with it are getting older like us like we're going to be in our mid-20s or whatever and it's like all this stuff is still sort of geared towards you know kids you know aluma wadi yeah but i completely disagree much. but yeah i wanted to yeah, there's, there's like, there's like just a lot to like really dissect from this, and like, like I said, in hindsight, this is going to be a good phase, and like what you know, Will said, there all, there's always going to be an opportunity for them to fix what they had or could have, you know, been in a, you know, phase four, you know, with other characters and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, I have really nothing else to say, like other than that this fandom's fucking garbage. Yeah, dude, dude. Let's just be honest. In general, I like fandom is um like when you're looking for community, and what you're faced with is just like a bunch of it's just tribalism and and a bunch of like oh dude like like let's just let's hold ourselves up and our opinions up by just shitting on every other opinion. It's exhausting. It's exhausting just how negative it is, you know? Not not yeah, like, like not, not to be toxically positive, because I do believe that there's toxic positivity, you know, but yeah, but it's you know, the negativity is poisonous. It's awful. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've seen the comment section where like someone would just be like, you know, for example, someone would be like, I love eternals, and someone would just be like, No, with like you know, the skull emoji, and then you just get fucking ratioed. It's like, come on, bro, like it's not that serious yeah and it's it's like let let people enjoy things it's not yeah, that difficult and like and like when, when people even say like in the comments like i just enjoy everything like i i, I even told Peyton this like like someone said like you know i just enjoy like you know like everything and someone replied to him saying like you like bro if you can't criticize things it'll never get better no and critical I told, thinking I, skills yeah i literally said like it's okay to like things and to criticize them without hating and i fucking ratioed that bitch it's just, it's just like, bro, yeah, like, you know, like, 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 let people enjoy things. It's okay to, like, it's okay to not like things. It's okay, it's okay to, like, not like, you know, things. It's just, like, you gotta have a reason why you don't like things. That's the, that's the main thing. Yeah, I, oh, it always pisses me off when people just, like, hate for no reason or just hate people who are just innocently enjoying something. It just sucks the joy out of everything. I can't, I, I feel like I've said it on the podcast before, but, like, the 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 way the amount of joy was sucked out of me after i got out of the last jedi when i was i got out of the last jedi i was like holy shit this movie was fucking this movie was fucking incredible i was like this is the best star wars movie since empire i'm fucking loving this i get on twitter worst mistake (laughs) like like the 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 joy was just sucked out of me like completely and i was like i had to go to like some sort of some some party afterwards uh and I was just like sitting there, <laughs> just like, yeah, dude, like, it, fuck, it like, really, it really fucking sucks too. Like, and it's just like, it, it really does suck when like you generally like, like a project or like you think there's something good to come out of it. And it's just, you see straight hate. That's, that's kind of, I mean, not like, and I, I try not to let that shit like, you know, get to me like to where like, you know, it never damages like a project for me, but it's also just like, damn, like you think people will like love this movie and they just don't. And it's like, wow, like, Y'all are so negative and you know, so fucking miserable. And I just hate how stupid it sucks because I internalize it, right? 
Mm. And like, I try my hardest not to, but I'll be honest. Like, like when I talk to a friend and we just get out of a movie together and I'm like, wow, that was amazing. Like, I love this. And they were like, eh, I'm already kind of embracing, I'm bracing for like a negative interaction. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, I don't know. It makes me feel sometimes I think because of the internet and, and because of fan or whatever, I feel stupid for liking what I like. I mean, I'll still yell it like off the off fucking mountaintops. Like I love this shit. You know, I'll never stop posting irreverently to my story ever. Like that's just, that's my favorite thing to do. It's just, I love this shit, but God, man, it's like, definitely discouraging yeah yeah i was telling torin about this tweet i saw like someone someone was saying like uh when it came to like someone shitting on something you like and it, and someone said why do you care so much about what someone else thinks and i was like i don't know because we shouldn't like the fact that we like it and they don't good for us that's more that's more things for us to enjoy that's more positivity in our lives you know what I mean? Like, uh, but the, just, I don't know, something about seeing someone just just dunk on something that you like is just so disheartening for really no reason. Yeah. And it's just, it's just like, it's also just one of the things where it's like, it's always nice having like the, that connection with like somebody, no matter like if it's like a friend or like a stranger and to like see that they you know they don't have the same like you know love for that project as we do it, it does get kind of like you know discouraging because i i even like spoke with like a friend the other day and like no like hate to her or whatever because you know we kind of like just saw it's something that's civil um but she does not like Lord, like love and thunder she called it she called it trash and she said that how like in the theater she just wasn't like excited for it because like i guess you know of course she she had like expectations and they were they weren't met, which like I don't know what she was expecting, but I you know I gave her my opinion on like why things the way they were, and of course you know she's always like she comes to like in a different she takes my perspective into consideration, but it's also just one of the things it's like damn like you call that shit trash, and it's also just one of the things who are going back to like when people exaggerate things like um like non-Marvel content or whatever. It's like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And God, like, I just forbid myself, like, to not say, like, I want to go to that person and just say, please watch more movies with the most pretentious thing ever. But it's also just like, damn, like, I can't do this right now. It's like, I got to get off the internet. It's also just one of the reasons of, like, TikTok. And I hate to always keep uh, this name in my in that, in my mouth, but it's also just, like, the soups effect just all this toxic mm-hmm. like criticism and like shit like that one of the reasons why people don't like freaking obi-wan as much as as it was because you know i feel like it's one of the reasons of that creator and like his circle um and star wars theory yeah i mean i don't watch star wars series much as anymore but yeah it's just like yeah just the overall like nature of like tiktok and twitter just blatantly hating things it's just very like it's definitely just very like emotionally draining. Yeah. So I with um you know, I, I also really hate I, I, I hate when um I I see this in reviews a lot. It's like it doesn't add anything to the larger MCU. I resent uh, that it has to. I resent that I resent that like 
nothing is. And first of all, the fact that it just being its own intimate thing, um, separate from most of the larger story or even entirely the larger story is like, who cares? I mean, because just because Moon Knight has nothing to do with Ooh. anything doesn't mean that I don't. Oh my God. I'm love sorry. It. I'm sorry. I, I'm glad. I'm really glad you brought this up because I literally sent a voice message to Peyton, just me screaming. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, like, because, like, yeah, I'm glad you said that because, you know, people, like, there's one thing about the fandom is that, yeah, they're always so, they're always ready to switch up and they contradict themselves so much. I remember, like, years ago, like, you know, after Endgame, even before Endgame, they're like, I want more stories that don't have to tie in with the MCU, right? And you know yeah. we get the we get the announcement of Spider Man freshman year at Comic Con with like just uploaded oh and updated just content, and when it wasn't confirmed that or when it was confirmed that it wasn't going to be the MCU, I've never seen the switch up so fast. People were like, I don't know if I want to watch this now. Oh wow, I was excited for a Tom origin story, and I'm like, what is up with you people and having just a hard on for origin stories? Like it's okay for us to have something that isn't connected to the mcu not everything has to be connected to the mcu and it's like and how that even makes us anyways how is like tom on spider-man who's gonna be fighting doc ock like how is that gonna be connected in any way to the mcu and maybe in a multiverse but like it doesn't have to happen like it's okay for that to be its own thing and it's just like oh my god it's just annoying yeah anytime i see like every post i see whether it's on twitter or tiktok or reddit and someone's like the mc it's it doesn't feel connected you know there's no it doesn't seem like there's any end goal which is obviously different now since they you know announced the phase five and phase phase six but you know prior to that and including what torn was talking about with freshman year anytime i see a comment like that i just reply good good (laughs) i think (laughs) i think kevin's Real, I think Kevin's really his ultimate goal is to essentially make the MCU like the comics in that, yeah, you have these movies that, you know, will connect and, you know, get to the larger thing. But there's also these just little side stories that have nothing to do with anything and they have their own little world. They're, they're most of the they're most of the content, though, which is great because it's like it makes the it makes the moments where they come together more special, but also like. Dude, I do not care. I do not care um, that Spider-Man didn't cameo in Moon Knight. I just don't give a shit because I'm not there for him. I'm sorry. I'm not there. I'm not there to watch uh, Moon Knight to be like, oh, my God. Wonder what Kang is going to do next. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just sick of that shit, you know? Yeah. And I get and also I feel like that's also like an argument for the MCU fatigue argument, you know, um, like where. You know, people are always consistently thinking about what's going to be tied to the MCU and like how pe- the uh, the argument of like, oh, I don't, shouldn't have to do homework to like figure out what's going to happen, which is kind of like bound to happen. And if you even just watch like a cinematic universe, a franchise or yeah. even a, a series. I mean, look at Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Like I the mean, fact like- there's so many people that are like with Ahsoka, they're like, oh, I'm going to have to watch Rebels. I'm going to have to watch an animated show. Get over yourself. <laughs> Dude, imagine, imagine thinking, oh, man, I, I, you know, it's so crazy because that's the best of Star Wars, in my opinion, is Clone Wars. <laughs> you know, yeah. and you're like, you're just 
Bro, you're, you're they, shitting on it because it's a kid show. If they unquote. if they edit it together and package the the Siege of Mandalore arc into like a movie, best Star Wars movie in my opinion. <laughs> there's a there's a um an edit and I have it on my Google Drive. Um, Madman's knowledge um put it together and it's it cut of episode three and the Siege of Mandalore arc yeah, together. I heard about and that. it's cut gorgeously. It's literally it's cut so amazingly and it's just so. It's so emotional. It's such an amazing fucking payoff altogether for the Clone Wars and the entirety of the Star Wars saga. It's amazing. And like, I mean, going back to like what I was saying, is that like, you know, if like when people are like complaining about like, you know, MCU fatigue, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, they, they shouldn't have to like watch a million things to like get what they're saying, you know, that then that's why these show you know, that's what some of these shows are for. Like, you know, the I am Groot show. Uh, going back to like one of my friends, she was saying like, like, why is this even like be made? I'm like, because like, why not? It's a cute little show. Like, I mean, who doesn't want to see like, you know, Groot go on like an adventure? Like, it's it's cute. Like, it doesn't have to like be anything. It doesn't. I um no, sorry. Finish your thing. But I there's another big thing that ties into this that I. Oh yeah, I'll go. You know, go for it. Okay. Well, well, um, I really hate. I used to be like a big proponent of this. I used to, every time I, you know, talked about storytelling, it's like, well, I, I hate the idea of nece- unnecessary story to tell because no story is necessary to tell. There are, of course, stories that weren't being told more than others. I'd say, like, I'd say Obi-Wan Kenobi is a show that warranted being told over Baby Groot Show. But just because one is more more warranted than the other doesn't mean that either of them are more necessary like like i hate that i hate that it's like dude dude it's so unnecessary like we don't need it's not it's it's not unnecessary in like a real way it's not like it's redundant it doesn't detract anything it only adds and just because you don't like what it adds to it or just because whatever it adds is just even if it's unsubstantial even if it's generally almost objectively it's unsubstantial it's still like baby groot I am Groot is not going to detract from anything at all. And dude, I mean, I hate baby Yoda. I hate minions. I hate the <laughs> things. I, I hate them. Like baby Groot is cute, but he still gets on my nerves. He, he only gets a pass because he's a guardian. It's just like, I don't have an issue with that show being made, dude. They could literally make a show about baby Yoda and I would dislike it and I'd roll my eyes, but I think it would be stupid to shit on everyone who was excited for it. Exactly. Or just shit on it for even existing, which is unfair. Yeah, just to bring it back to phase four a bit, as far as like its quality and, and, and uh, you know, people, it's like, like Torn was saying, it's ooh, the word, like people would call it like everything's mid or whatever. Um, I uh, like uh, that, like that, that's people's opinions, whatever, but it's like personally, I, I've enjoyed most of the stuff that's in phase four like there's only two phase four movies that has made it into my top 10 and that's fine like not everything has to be top 10 material you know what i mean but like but some of the phase four stuff is some of my favorite things in in the mcu like wandavision or multiverse of madness hawkeye shang chi moon knight like I love I love them so much, and they might not be the best things in the MCU. Like, 
the like the, all the like every like if phase four all that stuff there's only two that are below my top 20 and that's eternals and falcon and winter soldier and even then i still like those like <laughs> it's yeah. the, the the quality i don't think is i don't think people give it enough credit i think i think that also you know i i will i will get into like i don't know i i don't want to be super negative but like i think that when it comes to judging this content i feel like i feel like too many people kind of project their preconceived expectations onto this due to like you know like the soups effect like Torn was saying uh or like oh because they believe that there was some unwritten precedent and, I, and then, yes there are precedents that you know it makes sense to build expectations from uh because you know but as long as they're within the mcu uh, certain things like character arcs there are certain things like portrayals like that but you know like like for example like for me the reason I really don't like what if um, at all, and it's the only Marvel thing I really like actively just dislike in general is like it's potential was, Hey, like let's do something that's never been done before. We could do go off the walls crazy. And it ended up being um, a bunch of stories like um, uh, that connected at the end and for another infinity saga to a lesser effect. And he, and there were episodes like, T'Challa Star Lord, I think, is terrible. I think, I think, it, like, yeah. for me, it's like, it's like, dude, the people who wrote this episode are just giving the people who think Peter Quill is stupid like a pat on the back, and they're like, "Hey, we're sorry for Infinity War, even though he was acting in character, and that's a totally Absolutely human agreed. thing to do." Hate um, that argument. It's so stupid. It was so in character. It was such a. It was such a an emotional. I would have done that, dude. Are you kidding me? That's it's the like only woman he's watch, ever loved. It's like they didn't watch the end of Guardians when he just straight up shoots his dad like immediately. <laughs> yes, that's his thing. It's established. It's it's the only person he's ever loved as much as his mother. And so and so you know that's just how he would act, right? And then and then Marvel's still apologizing for it. and they they clear the people who wrote Charles Starler they wrote him as Space Jesus. He's flawless and and like. I think it's disrespectful even to Chadwick's character, T'Challa. And I also think it's disrespectful to Peter Quill. It's just like, it's such a weird, bizarre episode. And and the zombie episode is like, it's like Bucky, you giving him, you're giving him lines. You're writing him completely out of character. He's he stone cold after he kills a zombified version of Steve is like, guess this is the end of the line. Bucky would have imagine like, and, dude, and Ant-Man would not when Wasp died. Yes. And when when Hope died, yeah, or 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 Bucky saying, "I know it should be sad that Sam died, but I'm not." He literally word for word said, "I know it should be sad, but I'm not." Like that is so insane. I feel like, especially for Steve, like he would have froze. I, I feel like I feel like imagine and and not to judge it on something that it isn't right. I'm I still believe that I'm judging it fairly because it, it misrepresented a character, in my opinion. But you could imagine the alternate scenario um, of Bucky freezing and not saving someone who was attacked and infected by steve because he just couldn't kill steve exactly. he's able to to act like on almost immediately like a robot like as like a machine on anything else but it's steve it's steve is the person who went to war for him three fucking times dude he steve has shown bucky love like no one else ever has in his entire life and he's his brother so it's just like like god like I don't know. It, it was just, and and I love, I do love the animation, and I love you know bits and things. But like, man, the the potential that it had versus 
hey, let's just do an Infinity Saga, but worse, and also um, cut an episode, and also because we were rushed, because Marvel, you know, rushing, and it, it, I don't know, that's just my thing. I know I went on to this big negative rant, but I just, I needed an avenue to say that. No, that's fair. Like, what if, I liked what if, uh, it wasn't my favorite thing in the MCU, but it, like, it, like I, thought, I thought it was cool. But yeah, the the zombies episode. I mean, Torn knows. Not yeah, a fan. yeah, he he does not like it. Uh, the only character I thought was really done right was Vision. Like that made yes. perfect sense. Um, um, yes, Spider Man is weird. Yeah, um, and they think that they got a pass because of the Uncle Ben thing. They didn't. Yeah, it's like oh, that's they mentioned enough. Uncle Ben finally. Like that's not okay. <laughs> yeah, it's oh man, uh, I don't know. I mean. It, it's it's a it's a lot of shit, man. But like, I mean, like I said, there's always going to be criticisms, and we're we're aware of that. But like I said, all criticism isn't good criticism. But I'm gl- I'm grateful for the stuff that we that we've gotten and we're continuing to get. And because like I mean, we like I said, we're not we haven't fully been able to like. I mean, all the stuff that we're getting is that something that we probably we didn't even think about getting like years and years ago. So I'm just grateful yeah. that of all the stuff that we're gonna with that we're eating, we're eating, and I think like just this is like definitely something for us to like not think so hard of the negativity, even though it's gonna be right in our faces at all times. But still, um, yeah, I have nothing else to really say. Yeah. Uh- yeah, we should probably start wrapping it up. Does any like, closing thoughts? <laughs> closing thoughts. Anyone for closing thoughts? MCU fatigue. I fucking hate both of you, and this sucked. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. No, for real though. Yeah, man. I. Bottom line, I am so excited for Daredevil and yes. um and Blade. Oh my god. Oh my Blade, god. That's amazing. Dude. We're getting Blade in the MCU, bro. We're Played by Mahershala Ali. Dude, Mahershala Ali is just, he's a god, man. And and that is just a god to casting. Even though he was an amazing um, uh, Cotton villain mouth. in Luke Cage. Yes, he was amazing. And um, definitely that season declined when he died. But Oh, I, yeah, man. He, Mahershala Ali is, he is amazing chops. So I guess my closing thoughts, I just... I'm very excited for the future of the MCU, and even though I may be a bit concerned, kind of, I'm eating well, you know. You're and consciously I still, optimistic. Yeah, like there's and there's nothing I don't like. Like like the MCU, it's awesome because it's just like at the very worst, with the exception of what if, at the very worst, it's like, oh, it's it's good, but like it's never like, oh, this is outright trash. Or this is outright bad. There's always like it, this is good, or but this, you know. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah. But um, is that is, it, is that the show? I think that's the show. All right. Thank you for listening to the Avengers podcast. If you want to follow us, we're at Avengers on Twitter. That's A V E N G E nerds, all one word. If you want to follow either one of us, you can reach me at nowhere. Just follow our Instagram. Please just follow our Instagram. And uh, where can they reach you? They can reach me at itsaneth underscore on Twitter. Uh, Will, can they reach you anywhere? They oh. can reach me places. Um, <laughs> it, I'm most active on Instagram. Uh, it's two rock the words seven seven zero. That's where you can find me on Instagram. 
Sounds good. Uh, we have a Discord. If you'd like to join the conversation there, those would be linked in the show notes. You can check out our link tree for any additional links you may be interested in. You can also review the show in-app on Apple Podcasts. If you can leave five stars in review, it would really help us out. Thanks for listening to the Avengers Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thanks for Will yeah, joining thanks, us. Thanks, thanks to Will for joining us. Thank we'll, you, guys. You should definitely see him in uh, more review or more podcasts soon. That would be awesome. Bye, everyone. All right, later. Later.